Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. There's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins, I'm going to start this show with some good news. Well, thanks. Sometimes it's troubling. We live in troubled times, kids. We all know this. Mm -hmm. But the economy is roaring right now. (laughs) Bidenomics is working. Okay. Our president was in Milwaukee yesterday to talk about it and some of the things he's done and how successful it's been. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which which Ron Johnson and his friends didn't vote, they all voted against. That's right. The what? Infilaction? Uh, bipartisan infrastructure again, which yeah, the bipartisan infrastructure. <laughs> okay, and that's really turned it all around. That is breaking news. <laughs> it sounds like that sounds like something that would be critical for time travel in a reboot of Back to the Future. An infrastructure, yeah, <laughs> infrastructure, yes, or yes. something you'd go to uh, the mechanic to replace. <laughs> Man, well, it seems like, sir, your F one fifty is blowing out its infrastructure. <laughs> You're like, oh damn. <laughs> Was he trying to say inflation reduction? Or I, uh, I think I think something? It, I think it was the bipartisan infrastructure deal. I think that's what he was saying because they always put bipartisan in front of that one, not the inflation yes. reduction act. So I, I guess that's true. Yeah, bipartisan infrastructure again, which I think that Boy, was. I don't know. I think that was supposed to be infrastructure. Yeah. You know how when you took a foreign language and there would be some of your friends that were way in advance of you and you felt yeah. like you were left behind? That's yeah. the way I feel right now with David. He well, can hear it and speak it way better than you or I, Scott. I know. Well, I'll just tell you, there, there, is, a, there is a difference between taking a language in a classroom and then going for full immersion, like a, like a summer in Europe, okay? Okay. So that's, yeah. you know, being sort of in the weeds, following Joe Biden on the campaign trail and listening to everything he had to say. That was my full immersion experience with Joe Biden, which is why I have founded the Josetta Stone Institute to, to try to better help Americans understand just what the hell their president is saying. Well, listen, man, it's not like we didn't hear the same things you did. You're just a better student. Bipartisan infrastructure again. Which I'm still absolutely... Okay, I'm just going to have to keep working at it. Just keep working hard. Nose to the grind. I would so. love to see what the caption said under the uh, the caption. Uh, there were some people that didn't even try. I mean, uh, I don't just know. Just leave the I, word out, just like a line. I, yeah, whatever. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I would love to have an off-the-record conversation with that lady that they have that does the sign language. Yes. I would love to just have a conversation with her. Like, what's that like? How do you say infliction in sign language? Yeah, there's different stressful gigs. That's certainly up there. It has to be. Okay, the big story, of course, is Trump indicted again. Yeah, been indicted in Georgia for allegedly conspiring to steal an election, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was fascinating how two of the most tone-deaf people on the planet decided to wonder why people don't trust elections. MSNBC, seriously, they had Rachel Maddow talking with Hillary Clinton. Unbelievable. Think about the history of those two with elections. Oh, well, Ra- Rachel Maddow Russian collusion. Yeah, Ra- Rachel Maddow told her audience that it had been confirmed that Russia stole the 2016 election on behalf of Donald Trump. Yes, and even at the time, saying how did they steal it? 
What do you mean? They stole? How? They could never articulate it. But now, to question the outcome of an election, listen to this. If we no longer believe that our will is effectuated through the system, <laughs> if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is uh, trustworthy is if they come out on top of it, um, then something it's, it, it's, it tells you something not just about that person or that moment. Jeez. It maybe wounds us as a democracy in a way that is hard to repair. <laughs> yeah. And again, Hillary's right there. The lack of self-awareness yeah, for I, these two is remarkable. I mean, Democrats, for most of my lifetime, have challenged elections that they didn't win. I mean, they, yes. uh, you look, go back to Bush v. Gore, you know, yeah. and there are still Democrats who say that that election was stolen. There are still people who, who do believe that John Kerry got hosed in 2004 when Bush was reelected. Governor Abrams. Governor Abrams, right. Stacey Abrams had it yeah. stolen from her. And she wasn't going to accept it. Well, remember yeah. Hillary saying you can run the best campaign. Oh, yeah. You can do this, this, and this. You can get the most votes and still lose the election. Sounded just like Gollum. They stole it from us. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Hillary. What do you think about how we get better? The lack of trust, the divisiveness, the undermining of faith in ourselves, in each other, oh. uh, respect for our institutions, uh, the rule of law. All of that has been... I love that, too. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> respect for each other. Yes. I call them deplorables. Right. All of that has been deliberately inculcated within our body politic. So this attack on... The elections was the most important step oh. in a long line of efforts undertaken to undermine our trust and our belief in a functioning democracy. Oh, my no. goodness. Yeah. You know, they, they freak out because you'll see some polls where uh, anywhere from 35 to 50 percent of Republicans believe that the election was stolen in 2020, et cetera. Uh, according to an Economist YouGov poll, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies to get Trump elected. It wasn't just, oh, the, the, the whole crock about uh, social media memes and whatnot influencing an election. 67%, a supermajority of Democrats believe that the Russians affected the votes themselves. Propaganda would, works, man. Why would they come to that conclusion? Well, because people like Rachel Maddow and Hillary Clinton told them that that's what happened. Yes. And we have a media that carries that message for them. I noticed she worked the word inculcated. Inculcated in there. Inculcated, yes. Inculcated. Thank you, David. Is that a new word for you today? Uh, I didn't know that one. I had to write that one down. That sounds like a Joe word when he's trying to say insulation. Oh, like just making it up, that sort of thing. The way he does. Bipartisan infrastructure again was. Right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Incolated. Uh, today, Wall Street Journal Janet Yellen had an opinion piece about how great it's going as far as the economy and electric vehicles uh -huh. and green energy. I, yes, I didn't really want to waste too much time on it because it's just filled with the sort of inaccuracies we're all used to about touting different things when you're talking about subsidies and it's forcing people out of cars. It's just nonsense. Yeah. But one of the other reasons Janet Yellen has been in the news is that she did admit to eating some magic mushrooms in China. Oh, when okay. she bowed down to the leaders there. Yeah, no, no problem there, right? 
Oh, my goodness, man. So she is on CNN out front with Aaron Burnett. And Aaron brings it up. How about this? These magic mushrooms? Is this is this sort of true? And uh, apparently it is. So I, I went with this large group of people, and the person um, who had arranged our dinner did the ordering. Uh, there was a delicious mushroom dish. I was not aware that uh, these mushrooms had hallucinogenic uh, properties. I learned that later. I can tell you later. I didn't know it at the time. I'm the Treasury Secretary. I don't know that much about mushrooms. Then again, I didn't understand bottlenecks either back in the day, if you remember that. Um, supply bottlenecks yeah. that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. But we recognize that now. Anytime I hear Janet Yellen, I'm always going to think about how she didn't understand inflation when it mattered the most right. for this country. Um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. <laughs> and we're still suffering from that. And then you read this BS piece in the Wall Street Journal, and then I'll come back around now to the magic mushrooms. Apparently, it didn't have any effect, okay? I can tell you. Later, like in your, when you were, were sleeping and having visions? Mushrooms. or. <laughs> I I was read that if the mushrooms are cooked properly, which I'm sure they were at this very good restaurant, that they have no impact. But all of us enjoyed the mushrooms, the restaurant, and none of us felt, felt any ill effects um, from having eaten them. Okay, with the way the left is right now, you're looking at whether it's the economy, trans issues, the border, whatever. Maybe we should give them some real magic mushrooms. Right. Might be better off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. These people are in charge, man. Yeah. That's worrisome. They have mush them. Mushroom-tainted Werther's, David. Right, exactly. Cause you, so, it, always bring up the Werther's. It really does. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like she's got the Werther's original, like mm -hmm. like like your grandpa had uh, <laughs> chewing tobacco in his in his yep. hip. With a little slobber coming out the yeah. side. <laughs> I didn't understand there would be slobber there. But I was taking magic mushrooms yes. while in the company of a hostile foreign power. <laughs> and I'm going to giggle about it. <laughs> On CNN, because it's a cute, funny story. Uh, okay, what's the story with the Long Island cop? Oh, man, the cops had to get called out to a wild situation in North Belmore, Long Island. Uh, a lady was pacing around at in an intersection. She had a gun and was pointing Whoa. at people. Oh, gosh. She fired it once in the air. Then she put it against her head. And that's when a cop took action and rammed her with his SUV. Like, dude comes flying across the intersection, just hits her. She spins around. And uh, that gave officers a chance to grab the gun and put her in cuffs. And she only had minor injuries, apparently. But he, wow. he clipped her pretty That's good. fast thinking, man. Yeah. Nassau County Police Commissioner Patrick Ryder was all fired up when he was praising this officer. Oh, okay. It's a loaded handgun that she's waving around in the traffic, pointing at people that have got their children and their families in their cars. But I never am going to Monday morning back my, quarter, my, my, my cops. They did an outstanding job. They faced down deadly physical force against civilians and themselves, and they used their vehicle to stop that threat. That's right. Boom! Yep. <laughs> Love the accent, too. <laughs> it's great. Oh, yeah. It adds, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, and, man, that's actually refreshing to hear somebody backing one of their own cops. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to be marching in the streets over this one. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man, another story you got to get to.
businesses setting up booby traps to protect themselves in Philly. You, you got to hear this story. This is crazy. What's going on there? And a news update. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I saw this story, man. You know this is happening in a lot of American cities, but when you actually read the details, like how could this be happening in the United States of America? Wow, I agree with you. The video is stunning. Philadelphia, Kensington, that area. It, it's been documented before. Maybe you've seen video of what it's looking Ugh. like right now. I mean, it's like hell on earth. It is. It is. I mean, attics all over the place, syringes, people passed out, there's feces, vomit. It's just absolutely disgusting. It's one thing, you know, trying to run a business there. Or imagine trying to raise a family there. Impossible. Some people can't get out. So they, in this story, talked to Frank Rodriguez, who's a former addict that's sobered up but is talking about the reality of the situation. And he said, you know, the businesses there, they don't last long. The community tends to tear them down. It's not a place for anything to thrive. So a lot of these businesses have to devise tricks to keep the addicts, and as the story goes, and they're oozing flesh wounds mm. off their stoops. And you go into the details. And, you know, you knew that this neighborhood was bad, but over the last 30-day period, it's the worst violent and drug crime rates in the entire city. Isn't that something? One area. Yes. Wow. And so you've got people, some half-clothed, um, and you can see people just injecting themselves. It's been on video many times. Um, and then they sort of stumble. It's like a zombie land. Stumbling around and then just passing out in the middle of the sidewalk, sometimes from a fentanyl overdose or some other drug. There's overdose kits, there's trash, syringes, again, always scattered across this Kensington Avenue. And then they talk about this Mexican restaurant, which is supposed to be one of the best Mexican restaurants in the entire area. Yeah, award-winning. Cantina La Martina. And they said, yeah, 60% drop in a customer base because of this area. And we've got food supply vendors that refuse to make deliveries. That was a CBS News story. Yeah. Yep. But, and that's the thing, man. If you're the food supply vendor and you got employees going out there and they're saying, it's not safe, man. Yeah, okay, sorry, we can't deliver there anymore. you got to look out for your employees. At, yeah, absolutely. And also your products because you might have had people stealing stuff off your trucks. Yes, it's true. So the employees have to come out every single day and clean, clean up numerous times. There's needles, vomit, feces, bodies. Golly. I mean, it, it looks like uh, the apocalypse. It really does. I mean, people are stumbling. If they're walking mm-hmm. at all, they're in ragged clothing. They're stumbling. and They've got open wounds. I mean, this is day-to-day. This is every day. There's a lot of cities like that, too. San Francisco's yeah, oh, yes. like that. So what are the little, like, booby traps or hacks that they set up? Well, apparently businesses set up sprinkler systems. So they can just be inside and hit a button, and the sprinkler system goes off. There's some people, that's really cruel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, like the same people who get mad when, when they put uh, extra armrests on benches in parks so you can't lay down on them. Right. right. That's cruel and unusual. Well, 
sorry, but not everybody wants to be uh, surrounded by drug addicts and criminals. No. How can you run a business that way? It's incredible. I just heard another story out of San Francisco um, where you have a business saying, okay, um, we can't have anyone going near the federal building downtown. Yeah. It's not because safe. it's not safe. Yeah, they want you to work from home. Yeah, you don't have security. You can't well, enforce the law. Well, then the fe- a federal building, right? The building was named after Nancy Pelosi, by the way. I'm not even making that. No, up. it is. It is. Yeah. it's the Pelosi building. Pelosi it's building. fitting, really. Yes. Now, why don't they just do what that guy in L.A. did with his Seven Eleven? Just play Africa from Toto. It worked <laughs> over and over again on a loop. But honestly, isn't that? I mean, the left, that's where it ends up. That's where the policies end up with that whole belief system. It is, it is remarkable. This video, though, you have to see this. If you get yeah. a chance, Google it. I mean, watch it for yourself. It is remarkable. It does. It's like Night of the Living Dead. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. New prank out there. New TikTok prank. Watch out for it. It's uh, people using other people's heads to crack eggs. Uh, what? Yeah. Using yeah. other people's heads to crack eggs. Like, as an example, there's a woman next to her dad, and she says, hey, I'm going to show you how to crack an egg with one hand. And he goes, okay. And then she takes the egg and cracks it against his head. Okay. And so, in that video, they're both laughing. <laughs> that's not a prank. That's just cracking an egg on somebody's head. Well said, David. That's As a fan of good-natured pranks, I, but there's I nothing, disavow. There's nothing clever about that. You're just wasting an egg. But people will watch it online and on TikTok. I guess, man. I'm looking forward to someone picking out the wrong person. Right. Yeah. I want to see that video. We'll crack an egg, get your skull cracked at the same time. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. All right, there's a lot to get to. Um, well, Hawaiians are getting a one-time payment of $700. And Should some people are applauding, yeah. are applauding Biden for that. Jeez. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. And what's your story? Straight ahead right here. All right. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so David, you're pretty impressed that Biden's stepping up to the plate big for the people in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, I made big news for the people affected by the wildfires on Maui. Mm-hmm. You're getting a check in the mail, okay, if you've been affected by that. I bet this is going to be a big one. Go right ahead. We've also authorized one-time payments of $700 per household to folks who have been displaced so they can do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. Get get your $700. I know you lost maybe a loved one. Maybe you lost everything you own. But Biden's coming through in the clutch with $700 cash. Yeah. Per, I mean, per household, okay? Don't get crazy. Right. You know. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, I can't help myself getting nitpicky on something. No, I know. Go ahead. All right. And just call me out for being totally wrong on this. Okay? So I'm thinking about household. You got your family, right? You're Mm -hmm. displaced. Immediate need. What are you first thinking as far as immediate need? Place to live. Yep. And? Something to eat. Yes, it's almost like the politician, the swamp creature in Joe, first thinks about talking points like prescription medications. Right. It's the first thing. Medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. Where are you going to buy them at? That they so badly need. Well, I mean, that's town, a great question. The town was wiped out. I mean, right. there's nothing there. Right. right. 
And yeah, what what is left? I mean, I don't know if you've seen the images coming out of Hawaii or out of uh, Maui, the island itself. What's left? The the prices have been jacked up through the roof. Yeah, well, of course, because of scarcity. Sure. I mean, and and the the I don't want to say funny. It's just sort of deeply ironic and dark. Is that uh, there was just a report out that said that uh, because of inflation. Americans are now spending seven hundred and nine dollars more every month. Oh, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than they were, yeah, at the time Joe Biden took office. So you're not even breaking even per month under normal circumstances. No, you're really not. But boy, he was out there in Milwaukee yesterday talking about oh, the economy's great, and he's the first president ever to lower the deficit. One point seven trillion. He's lowered it. No, he hasn't. I know it's the lie that, that just keeps getting told. And the numbers always change. You know, yes, eighteen gazillion, then one point seven trillion, then you know, God. and all these things I've done. And again, bring know? the receipts. What did you cut from the budget? What is it? What? No, it's the did you cancel cable at the at White it? House. No, he didn't I mean, do that. <laughs> but what are we doing? I want to know where it is. Spending didn't get cut. No. Where it is? I mean, you driving an older car now? Didn't getting it? I, I don't. We're more in debt than ever. Exactly. But I mean, if you're talking that way, show me what you cut. What you cut? It's I, basically I wanna... what we thought we were going to spend this much more, even more. But then we cut part of that, yeah. so we can say that we cut it, the deficit, yeah, but you right. really didn't. It's just ridiculous. Yes. When Mo- I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which <laughs> yeah, he did that too. Yeah, he's mowing his own grass now. He didn't hire I that out, that. right? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they fired the interpreter. Yeah. So we don't know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> right. Is that part two? That's a good thing for him. Yeah. Okay. all right it's that time of the show going around the table it's not the biggest story maybe out there but it caught your attention which makes it show worthy david today what's your story this is actually kind of an update to a story we had earlier this week we keep hearing about polls that show a lot of people are itching for some sort of civil war or insurrection etc CBS News highlighted one earlier this week that shows 6.9% of Americans believe the use of force is justified to restore Trump to the presidency. And on the flip side of that, 11.6% of Americans believe that force should be used to prevent Trump from being president. And, of course, they extrapolated out 30 million Americans. You know, they're freaking out about this. Um, There's a really funny article, and it was actually written a couple of years ago, but... Uh, I saw this shared in light of the panic porn that's being pushed out there about how divided Americans are. It was uh, published on a website called Slate Star Codex. The author talked about a 2016 survey of American fears and conspiracy theories. About 24%, as the article goes, uh, believes there's a government conspiracy to cover up the truth about the moon landing. 30% uh, believe that there's a government conspiracy to... Uh, hide Obama's true birth certificate, and 33% believe that there's a government cover-up of the North Dakota crash. Now, the last part is interesting because there was no unusual crash in North Dakota when the survey was written. The researchers included it as a placebo option to see if people would endorse a conspiracy theory that didn't exist, and 33% of them did. And there are a lot of different ways that pollsters can can craft polling questions and potential responses. For example, you you don't give people the option to say, not sure, don't know. So you've got to pick one. 
Got it. Right. And and interesting. Th- there's a really interesting other term that I love. It's the lizard man constant. And that what is, is the lizard man the constant? Lizard man con- uh, 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 constant is that in any poll that you give, if you ask people, are lizard men real and do they control the media and banks, f- roughly 4% will say yes. And part of it's because they don't understand the question. Some of them may actually believe it, maybe, and others may just be trolling. And it doesn't mean that really 4% of Americans believe that lizard men are controlling all of society and the world and whatnot. Uh, it just means that the 4% is sort of the, the floor for most polling. Like, yeah, you, you'll have that. It's, it's just noisy data. And mm-hmm. so I think whenever you see any sort of public opinion polling, you do have to scratch below the surface a little bit more than just what the top line will read. And we, we talk about that all the time. But I, I just I, I really wanted to bring it uh, to, to your attention because the article made me laugh. It was Bush did North Dakota. I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and also the that term funny. lizard man con- uh, uh, constant, I think, is a wonderful term. Well, Lizard Man's got a bad PR team. There'd be more people right. that would know about it, but no, no. I mean, I for one do believe that Lizard Men exists and uh, exist. And one of the top ones right now is California Governor Gavin Newsom. Oh, that's right. You made that point before. Yeah, he, you've said this before. He's obviously him. a lizard person. Yeah, he's not yeah. real. No, I think the whole movement died with Jim Morrison because he was a lizard king and he could do anything. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, there was no Scott, line of succession today? once the lizard king died. Nobody's. <laughs> no. Yeah. None. Who could take that place? Uh, my story is uh, communist North Korea has revealed why U.S. soldier Travis King defected last month oh. along the DMZ. Uh, they said that he uh, confessed into crossing into the country because of mistreatment and racial discrimination inside the U.S. Army. He also expressed his willingness to seek refuge in North Korea or a third country, saying that he was delusioned at the unequal American society. Well, Sparky, if you want equality in a society, you're going to get it in North Korea. They treat everybody like garbage. So, hey, (laughs) welcome aboard, buddy. Uh, For my story today, I just happened to see this at Daily Wire, and the headline was, Another country bans Barbie. What? And I was like, another country? Has this been banned in a lot of places? Because I hadn't heard that. Apparently it had. It had just been banned in Algeria. And it's in Algeria, they slammed the film's damaging morals and promotion of homosexuality. After it initially had opened there. Uh, people in charge, I guess, saw it. They're like, oh, man. No, not here. Not really? going to happen. What? You look confused, Scott. Well, I, I don't know anything about it. I didn't realize that was one of the charges against them, though. D- yes. I didn't know there was that flavor to the movie. Well, it, it's very woke. Oh, I, I realize that. It's not for me, so I'm not going to go see it. But uh, No. Um, and I go on, and I'm reading more of the story, and also banned in Kuwait. Uh, in Lebanon, they had their cultural minister, Mohammed Mortada, move to ban the film. And so after seeing all this, I wondered to myself, will people on the left criticize these countries for banning the movie? Or would that be Islamophobia? Well, I think it is very Islamophobic, yes. That's a great point. You right, you raise a good question. No, I'm just curious. Yeah, when you're woke, woke, you... You can't criticize them for it because, after all, that would be Islamophobic to you criticize. You certainly think so. There'd be phobias attached to it. Yeah, 
You know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been told for a long, long time. Uh, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates are also reportedly considering a ban. Or a ban. Last month, the film was banned in Vietnam due to content that government officials found offensive. Mm. But the tyranny in the United States oh, yeah. from the right. Oh. It's out of control. I mean, didn't, didn't you hear that Florida banned uh, pornographic books in school libraries? Boy, terrible. Book bans. Yeah. In this country. Can you believe we're talking about this? It's 2023. Yeah. You hear that from dopes yeah. on the left? Always, I always love it, too, because they say, in the year of our Lord, 2023. They always add that for some reason. Like Chris Hayes, that, that weird little guy. Who's our Lord when it comes to Chris Hayes? Who is he right. referring no to? Idea. Is it the God of the Bible? <laughs> Highly doubtful. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guessing that Barack's letter to his girlfriend in 19... Uh, what was that, 82, whatever yeah. it was? That would be banned in many of these countries because of his homosexual fantasies. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. So anyway, yes, Barbie uh, banned in another country. So there you go, today's story. All right, got to get to a news update. And, you know, they talk about, as an adult, the more people that you're just in contact with, like community, the better off you are health-wise in a lot of different ways. Do you know how many adults, the average adult, greets a day as far as their neighbors? Have you heard this stat? No. No, we'll get to that, too. Coming up. Kevin Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, news update. Biden lied during his speech yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that really breaking news? Right. Did he tell that stupid Amtrak story again? He did. He did? He did. Oh, no oh, for real, he did. He did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he lies about a conductor Joey. going, Joey, baby. The, yep. The conductor who'd been dead for, what, a decade? Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Told that one again. Yeah. But he also talked about the January 2022 Pittsburgh bridge collapse. Yeah, I remember that. He was there later in the day. He wasn't there when it collapsed. Yeah, he was. He said he was. What? Yeah. He wasn't there. I heard him say he was. This guy would never lie. <laughs> By the way, the Pittsburgh is a city of bridges, more bridges in Pittsburgh than any other city in America. I watched that bridge collapse. I got there and saw it collapse with over 200 feet off the ground going over a valley. It collapsed. Thank God school was out. He, he watched it collapse? Did he know yep. ahead of time and just not tell anybody? Apparently he got a heads up. I don't know. He was there. He has visions, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, you know, you know, him having the Joey baby conversation with the dead Amtrak conductor, mm-hmm. him looking for Jackie Walorski, the congresswoman who had passed away a few weeks before he was looking for her in a room. Maybe Joe sees dead people. Well, boy, that's an interesting uh, new theory, although I think you were spot on. Well, it's been years ago now that Joe's just a time traveler. He's and an actually, accidental. he was there to see the yeah. bridge collapse. He was on the bridge when it collapsed. <laughs> uh, we didn't see him because this time travel thing sometimes right. is right. invisible and no one sees him. Well, just as it was collapsing, they, they, the time travel reversed and sent him back somewhere right. else to keep him from, you know, injury. I mean, there's no way to mistake that either. He said, I saw it. No, I, I saw know. it collapse. 
No, you saw it later. You didn't actually see it collapse. I watched that bridge collapse. No, you didn't. I got there and saw it collapse. <laughs> I know. Which is it, a liar or dementia? Well, it's like the train guy. He's been was dead, I right? I know. Yeah. I mean, but the train thing is like his free bird. You got to do it. It's on the yeah. set list. It's like the encore. You have to tell the story. People are there. I guess. They do the train. Train story. Train story. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that like his dad said? When was that? The 50s? They saw two men kissing, and he said, Joey, love is love. That's right. what he said. <laughs> yeah. So his dad really didn't say that. Well, his dad came to accept it later in life, but Joey, the time traveler, was there when dad had the revelation, but then he took him back in time? Yeah. I don't know what the He should have trademarked it his dad, because love is love became very popular later. He did. Right. T-shirts and bumper stickers and well, what have you. Well, that's right. the thing you always have to remember about the time-traveling escapades of Joe Biden is that he doesn't have control over it. It's an accidental thing, like the time-traveler's wife. Okay. He's just sitting there at one moment, and he, he says, Oh, my gosh, Jill, it's happening again. And he dissipates into the ether, and then he shows up apparently next to a bridge in Pittsburgh as it collapses and says, I must warn them. Oh, no, it's happening again. And then he wound up in like 1832. Okay. So he couldn't give people a heads up that that bridge was going to collapse. All right. Well, that explains something else then. He was time traveling, even though it was 2007. When he was talking about Barack Obama, he thought he was in 1967 the way he described Barack at the time. Yeah. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Storybook? This black man that's clean and good-looking? <laughs> you know, every, every, he can speak and I can understand him? Every, Everyone everyone knows that Thurgood Marshall just couldn't get a word out and, and was just nasty all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Not clean or articulate. <laughs> oh, Excuse me. Okay. Well, Joe served with Thurgood Marshall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the average adult greets five neighbors a day. That's a good thing. No way. Yes, it's true. Really? Yeah. Well, not somebody like you. You don't greet anybody. Five neighbors in a year. Yes, that's the average adult. And as we mentioned before, greeting neighbors is connected to a higher sense of well-being. So you get more out of it than just being friendly. Um, they said, in fact, the average person's well-being steadily increased for each neighbor they greeted per day when they looked at this study. Up to six. After that, there wasn't any added benefit. But if you're greeting six neighbors, say, hey, how's it going? Hey, Charlie, what's going on? That's a cool thing. You, you look that? at me like you well, can't I mean, stand me for bringing no, it I up. Mean, do you do that? Do you do six neighbors a day? If I'm out walking. Okay. Sure. David? Well, and, yeah. Okay. I'll wave if I'm, if I'm walking the dog. Well, I'll and I wave. See, I yeah. mean. It's a greeting. Yes. Yeah. I'll go, hey, hey. Yeah. Well, you've said it before. I mean, it, everybody's different. As a rule, you can't stand people. Well, depends on who they are. <laughs> are they articulate and clean? <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot going on. Of course, Trump indicted. More on that in a second because he's got some proof of something. That's what he said. Uh, but also, Joe Biden's got problems because of his son and because they had this family enterprise going on. Oh, yeah. And, and right now, the take from the left and from the White House is that everybody in the Biden family was getting a cut of the action of what Hunter Biden was doing overseas except Joe Biden, the guy who was the linchpin for the entire operation. David, did you know that uh, officials have had this information for five years and they can't find anything else on Hunter? Yeah, weird. It's almost like we didn't have two whistleblowers from the IRS also saying that they were blocked from pulling at any investigative strings that would have, well, you know, maybe uncovered what Joe Biden or how deeply he was involved in all of this. Yeah, and there's bank point. records, and we know that between 20 and $30 million came into the Biden family. But don't even dare question that. No, 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 no. And now, actually, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, says investigators are actually proving Joe Biden's innocent when it comes to how much he was involved in his son's international business deals. Oh, I want to hear this. Look, so if you think about what Republicans in Congress have tried to do for years, right, they have been making claims uh, and, of, uh, and allegations, right, about president on this front over and over again. And month after month, year after year, they have been, in, they have been investigating every single angle of this and looking at uh, and looking at, for any evidence to back their allegations. That's what have, they've been done for years, for months, and we've seen it over the past several weeks. And what's been the result of that, if you ask yourself what we have seen from that, they keep turning up documents and witnesses showing that the president wasn't involved. Uh, uh, no, that's absolutely that's, a load of crap, well, that, yeah. what you're trying to sell people. It's actually the opposite of this. Yes, it have- is. A longtime friend and business partner of Hunter Biden named Devin Archer saying, well, yeah, I mean, Joe was the brand. They were selling the brand. Yes. Like none of these business deals happen if Hunter Biden's name is Hunter Smith. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And he's admitted as such. Right. Hunter has said so. Well, I mean, yeah, of course, it's because I was a vice president's son. Anyway, go on, Green. Uh, never discussed these business dealings and did nothing wrong. Uh, there's been zero evidence showing showing otherwise, and so uh, that's what we have seen over the past several months. That's what we have seen over the past uh, several years, so I'll leave it at that. That's the talking point currently. Everybody's got it. So you hear her on it, the lame cable hosts on MSNBC and CNN, they've got it. Everybody's just kind of throwing that out there. Yeah, one of the LLCs was Flo Jiden. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Wow, man. By the way, uh, did you hear? I'm trying to find it right here on the fly. So I think this was when you were out sick, when Kareen had a really tough time with some names. Oh, well. Have you heard this? Oh, my gosh, David, I I got to play this for you. No. Okay. So obviously, tragic situation in Hawaii. Okay. Now, Maisie Hirono, I mean, 
She's known for a lot of things, but people know who she is, right? Not only did Kareen butcher her name, she misgendered her. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear this? No, I did not hear Oh, this. it's gold. Roll it. Senator Horino, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, for the immediate support of federal agencies have delivered for residents of Hawaii. Yeah, he. He thanked her. He, he thanked the president. He. Yeah. Holy mackerel. <laughs> that is incredible. Senator Horino. Horino. Horino, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, and then she butchered another name, too. I think, didn't she somehow call this one crap in the pants or something like that? Here you go. Um, and so does, has, uh, so has uh, Senator Shorts. 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 <laughs> um, and so. Um... The Shorts Senator. <laughs> you know that guy. Brian Schatz is the guy's name. Well, no, it's it's well, Shart. Now he's now he's Senator Shart from now on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Isn't that the best? Oh man! Oh my yeah, gosh! And, and so does has a, so has a Senator Shorts. 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 Um, and so. Um... <laughs> you know the thing. Well, hey man, give her a break. She <laughs> fell down a well and got kicked in the head by a mule as a young child. So. Is that? <laughs> Is sad. I still like sharks. That's so great. <laughs> Senator Sharks. <laughs> the best. Old skid marks. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> the latest on Donald Trump. Did you hear that he responded to uh, the crazy RICO case indictment in Fulton County, Georgia, saying, hey, I have the evidence that will be a complete exoneration for him? And will lead to all the charges against him being dropped. Okay. He said in a statement posted on his social media, a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference, 11 a.m. Eastern, this Monday in Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. Yes. So there you go. Okay. Do you think there's going to be something there? No. I want to see it. No, they've been promising this for almost three years now. And, you know, again... I, I, Look, I, we all know there were shenanigans that happened in the 2020 election with the yes. the free-for-all of vote-by-mail, of drop boxes, et cetera. And Georgia is one of the states that has actually sought to make sure that that didn't happen again by codifying where drop boxes could be, how many could exist in any given county. They've actually done that. And as a result, the left flipped out. Major League Baseball, which hates you, Scott Robbins. I know. Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of this horrible assault on voting rights. Yep. It wasn't an assault on voting rights. And, in fact, uh, there was a uh, University of Georgia poll that showed almost impossibly 0% of African Americans reporting having any problems to vote. Correct. Anyway, so we, we all know there was the free-for-all. And I said at the time in 2020, after the election. Mm -hmm. If Donald Trump really wanted to seriously fight the outcome that was reported, the single thing is, the, the single most important thing is make the case 
that it was illegal for secretaries of state all over the country to unilaterally change how elections were administered because you could have won those cases. But instead, he goes with Sidney Powell and the Kraken and all of that nonsense. Yeah. David! And nothing was ever proven. I mean, some of the court filings they had, what was it? There was one county that was actually a Minnesota county, but they plugged it into a filing in Michigan. I mean, it was sloppy. That was it. There was a lot of fraud, and that team was not very good. Yeah, right. And and so, uh, and I remember saying at the time, look, that that's your best bet. They didn't do that, and now they're they're they've opened themselves up to more legal liability. And the thing is, what I when you know the knives are out against you, because you know nobody else would would be facing the type of legal uh, uh, onslaught other than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you already know that this is happening. You better have the goods on Monday, because otherwise you're about to get slapped with more charges. Well, yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I want to hear what he's got, obviously. Sure. I think we all do. But, you know, after the Kraken lady and Rudy had the hair dye rolling down his face, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm going to have Lucy pull the football again. Right. But he's got to have something or he wouldn't be out there saying what he's saying here. Right. So we'll see. What do you think, Scott? I'm kind of with David on this. I mean, you've had years. Scott! But, d- dude, you've had years. That we, we got here because you didn't do that. I mean, if you had all this information, man, what were you hiding it? What were you keeping it for? Whatever, anti-Trumper. I, no, see, Never don't Trumper. do that because that's not true. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't. No, I feel people, like i got to defend this all the time. You're just I, talking factually about no, what I'm has happened say, I'm and just everything observing else. and commenting on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's all. But uh, I'll, I'll get that. You no, know. I want him to be right. I want him to have the proof. I do, too. I've been waiting to see receipts for a while now. Let's do it. Okay. So you think there's a possibility? Well, maybe, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Scott. No, okay. I mean, benefit of a doubt here, okay? By the way, hey, speaking of racism in America, you got to look for it, right? Yeah. People are trying to find it in all these places because it's just not all that available, it doesn't seem, anymore. Right. It was found again at a Target. Oh, God, I saw this. This is the reason I'm bringing it up. Come on, man. I'm like, this is just another knucklehead, but it seemed to trip your trigger. And... It did. Okay, so this was at Red State. This is where you saw it, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't familiar with the writer. Sister told you. But I just love that name. <laughs> I like here. her name. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. She writes about this flash mob, and it was a woke TikTok singer who calls herself Baby Storm. Yeah, whatever. So she goes on Twitter to talk about, uh, despite a racist Target employee trying to stop them, this this little mob they had, yeah, the flash mob of them singing, okay, that she and her troop of so-called dancers continued to sing and dance in the main aisle of their local Target store. Yeah. So Baby Storm wrote, this racist Target employee called the police on us for dancing in Target. So we danced anyway. And then you could you know, see the video of it. Okay. Boy, that's kind of bold. So someone called the police and you just assume that person's racist? Yeah. Well, they were blocking an aisle and you can't block the aisles at Target stores. You can't do that. And they were, it's, by, by the way, very minimal amount of talent involved here. Okay. Uh, but the dancers were doing like the Michael Jackson thing from Thriller, kind right. of. 
you know, and there was probably 20 of them. Guy's like, hey, you can't do this here. They, well, just kept, so, they just kept doing it, and they called the cops. Baby Storm is thinking, though, the only reason you called is because we're black. Well, no, you were blocking yes. an aisle, and you're not allowed to block aisles, and that's just the rules. That's the way it is. You were disrupting the store. Can't have it. Okay. This guy tried to explain it. He was being very professional. Hey, you can't do this. Dude. So as you have pointed out before, Twitter, X, whatever you call it now, David, has the community notes. Yeah. They added context saying Target actually has a policy against any flash mob type behavior. Yeah, they don't do it. Yeah. As woke as Target is, too, by the way. Yes. So then uh, Baby Storm doubled down to prove her point about Target, I don't know, being racist or they're racist people. She posted a video of a much smaller flash mob from a Target store in Florida, except in that instance, the flash mob was white. Said, see? And it got, goes on there. Well, that's... If you read further in the story, they were dispersed as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah they also had. Of course, that wasn't part of what her argument it, was. And, I mean, that that's nothing new either. Something that we used to do, and this was before social media or anything, was uh, play uh, touch football in the aisle at, uh, at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And part of the goal was the first person to run after a manager uh, uh, confronted you lost uh, something like 30 points. <laughs> so you had an extra incentive to try to stay in the game as long as possible. And the whole thing was, yeah, you're going to get run off by management. Yeah. Makes sense. But in the end, the whole story is, well, this person is, well, this is racist because I'm black. Anything you do to try to stop me from doing it, I don't care if it's legal or not, it's because you're racist. People are just like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Shut up. Go away. Baby storm. <laughs> you know, we're, seriously, we live in a time right now where everybody at least knows, is related to, or is either a model or a rapper. <laughs> everybody is. All right, much more to get to. Including David has audio of an Australian lady. And I know it's going to be good because he told me it was. We'll get to that and a news update straight ahead right here. Bye. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know it's a healthy city when workers at the federal building are told, hey, you work from home, okay? It's yeah. not safe Unbelievable. to work here because of the crime. Yeah, the, yeah. De- the Department of Health and Human Services is telling hundreds of uh, California-based employees to work from home for the foreseeable future due to rising crime in the area surrounding the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building in San Francisco. <laughs> That's poetic, isn't it? The Pelosi Building, it is, man. Yeah. Uh, it also houses the Labor and Transportation Department and the Office of well, former House Speaker and, and current representative, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, but, yeah, apparently the HHS Assistant Secretary for Administration, Cheryl Campbell, sent out a memo to regional leaders earlier this month. This is according to the San Francisco Chronicle, saying, In light of the conditions at the federal building, we recommend employees maximize the use of telework for the foreseeable future. Okay. When is it you admit to yourself, we have a problem that we need to do something about? Well, CNBC actually just ran an article. What? What? I, I can't remember when this was now. Uh, just a few days ago that said that essentially Target and Walgreens and CVS were blaming crime for their own failures in business management. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not smash and grab robberies, and it's not 
rampant drug abuse and theft that happens that that's been affecting the bottom line. It's their own management style. Oh, my goodness. It's ridiculous, man. There are people who really cannot be convinced that what people are talking about and saying, I'm experiencing this, is real. They will not admit it. The assault on reality yeah. continues yes. from these people. It is. It's this fantasy world. It is a mental freaking... Savage was right all those years ago. Yeah. Mike Savage was right. It's a mental freaking disorder to be thinking that way. Something's wrong with you. Wow. Okay, let's get to the Australian lady. Oh, yeah. This you got make, audio here. What is this? Making the rounds. A young woman from Australia is mad that so many people in the U.S. have American flags. What? Yeah. She's upset by that. Yes. Okay, roll it. I'm just going to say it. There are too many American flags. Like, they're on houses. They're on cars. Some of them on couch cushions. Like, I don't know who's making these American flags, but they'd be making a bloody fortune. I'm like, you're the only country that I know that does this. Good. Like, the only time I think I've ever seen an Australian flag is, like, on the Harbour Bridge. Could not tell you what it looks like. Like, I know it's, like, blue and it's got some stars on it. Look what's happened to your country. Right. Yeah. There's no wonder. She was and just... NXS was overrated. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert show. <laughs> Sorry. Gosh, dang. Threw that one in, huh? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Biggest story of the day today, David? Biggest story of the day to me is that MSNBC brought on Hillary Clinton to talk about how it's so bad that people don't trust elections. Gosh, dang. Because Donald Trump has been indicted. Donald Trump, of course, is now saying that he has definitive proof that there was widespread voter fraud in Georgia. Uh, He says that's, but we can't see it until next Monday. Um, So we're going to apparently be standing by for that. Okay. I do want to know what what he's got there for sure. But we'll see. We will see. All right. Uh, California legalized jaywalking. Have you heard seen this story? Yes. We got to get to that and the news update. Much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. A lot going on. You got school districts. Suing over trans policies, all this stuff. It's madness, man. I'm sorry. I just saw this. I got to I gotta interject here. Go ahead. So ABC News, uh, a couple days ago, ran an article that accurately sa- stated why climate change can't be blamed for the Maui wildfires. Okay. And That's common sense. There was uh, a lot of activist pushback, though, and they have now updated the headline. Why Climate change can't be blamed entirely for the Maui wildfires. <laughs> okay. A serious question. What gets them to change the headline? It's pressure from social media. I wonder if it's not pressure from other people. Yeah. People that are really in charge. I know that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, these organizations are run by people with tons of money. That's who owns them. And the whole climate change is very lucrative for a whole lot of people. Oh, it sure. can't just be some manager gets some blowback from some dopes on social media and says, well, we better change the headline. Maybe they do. Who knows? It's not like we're talking about strong people. Right. It's a strong will. 
Man, uh, crazy liberal ideas. I know I sound like I'm on a soapbox. I see this story. I'm like, okay, so people are getting killed on the road, like walking across the street in California. So you know what we need to do? We need to legalize jaywalking. <laughs> this is this is incredible. Have you seen the story, David? No, I mean I, I I've heard about you know pushback to jaywalking tickets and whatnot. They say it unfairly targets. Of course, say it with me, kids. Black and brown communities. Right. It unfairly targets anyone too lazy to walk down to the end of the street. Right. Well, it has nothing to do with race. There's something in this thing that was like they didn't want people interacting with law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as the story goes, uh, the city of Los Angeles struggled to reduce pedestrian deaths after its deadliest year in decades. State lawmakers have repealed jaywalking laws in the name of equity. God. So people are wondering, well, has it saved any lives? Well, no. Of course not. No, predictable outcomes is the way they reference this. The new law, which legalized jaywalking, was enacted January this year and has already led to 19 fatalities due to unsafe crossings. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. That's 25% above the national average. So the way I understand it, you're making it worse. Yeah. Not against the law. Well, really, I wish they'd change it. So only if you're escaping from a robbery can you jaywalk. Right. <laughs> limit your scope a little bit you know yeah oh my goodness yeah so you got different people common sense saying this is equity run amok lawmakers justify legalizing jaywalking to reduce law enforcement's contact with citizens you're right yeah how does how does that make it any safer Isn't it doesn't it? you're buying into the lie that well these interactions with cops and that ends up with these you know crazy racist cops killing black and brown people that's a load of garbage no anyone with a brain that reads knows that it, it isn't it fascinating too that the same people who tried to fill or who did fill skate parks with sand during covid yes are are the because uh, if it just saves yes. one life right Right. We're going to send law enforcement to shut down church services if oh, it yeah. just saves one life. Mm-hmm. Jaywalking, rah, we'll, we'll, we'll just allow it, right? No oh guardrails there necessary, not at all. Oh, there are plenty of cities across the country where people jaywalk. Yeah. And, and if you don't slow down, I mean, it's a busy street. Mm-hmm. They look at you like, what? You're not going to slow down? Oh, yeah. No, because the crosswalk's over there. You know what you do in a car? You drive from one place to another. The speed limit's 35 here. I'm supposed to slow down so you can just walk whenever you want? No. Just be a sane human being. Yeah. One, one of the maddest times I've ever, or one of the times I've, I've never seen my wife more angry was a time when she was driving, and I was riding passenger, and we were going down the street, and somebody started jaywalking in front of us, like, I don't know, maybe uh, 50 yards ahead of us, and okay. they were going really slow. The reason they were going really slow is because they had a double stroller. With oh, my gosh. As they're crossing a fairly busy Holy street. Cow. And we went past, you know, she honks the horn, and they do the whole thing of, what? She actually, she actually does a U-turn and goes back and says, 
I'm going to call the cops if you don't use a crosswalk next time. And she was so mad. She was fuming about that for a couple of days. Yeah. It's maddening. No doubt about it. So if what it is is these racist uh, laws against jaywalking. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I mean, you can't make that up, right? I mean. Oh, you really can't? You can't. Racist laws against jaywalking. Okay. Unreal. All right. Um, oh, David, charges may be refiled again against Alec Baldwin? Really? Yeah. Remember, the charges were initially dropped because he killed that woman, if you remember, uh, in remember. 2021, shot and killed a woman on the set of the movie Rust. Well, they dropped the charges because of some technicalities, and they weren't really sure if they were prepared to move forward with the criminal case against Alec Baldwin. Well, now, um, apparently, uh, the uh, the new prosecutor that's going to be pursuing charges, well, or could potentially be per- pursuing charges, says we have more evidence that suggests that he may be guilty of manslaughter. And according to Variety... That door is wide open for them to go back in. And part of it comes down to the fact that he lied about pulling the trigger. They said we did. Because his, his whole thing is, I didn't know that there was a live round in the, in the gun. Okay. Um, I never pulled the trigger. That's what he said. He said he just pulled the hammer back a little bit, let it go, gun went off. Not possible. Uh, the FBI said that that particular gun was not defective in that way. Um. And now they're saying the local law enforcement in Santa Fe are now saying, well, you know, we actually did our own tests and turns out, well, you would have had to pull the trigger. So evidently they are uh, going to be reopening that at some point. He'll never go to jail. Probably not. I'll be the cloud on this one. You just know it. Not going to happen. But it's interesting interesting to follow along. I I agree with you. I don't want to agree with you, but I do agree with you. You know, yesterday we talked about the trans power lifter in Canada setting records. Oh, yeah. And, you know, heard from this lady that's worked all her life trying to chase down these records, and it's just not fair. And a lot of, she's talking about a lot of women are just dropping out of these competitions because, again, a biological male in powerlifting, uh, yeah, there's an advantage. Mm-hmm. What we haven't heard is the trans power lifter ripping on biological women saying they're just bad at it oh yeah shut up man it's just, a, this dude he goes by ann andres i guess yes uh, he says he's a woman he set an all-time record over the weekend at the canadian powerlifting union's western canadian championship he deadlifted 1300 pounds smashing the previous record and beating the second place by 440 pounds gosh dang yeah apparently in the past he's actually mocked women weightlifters for being bad at what they do Okay, roll this. Um, why is women's bench so bad? I mean, not compared to me. We all know that I'm a tranny freak, so that doesn't count. And no, we're not talking about Mackenzie Lee. She's got little T-Rex arms and she's like 400 pounds of chest muscle, apparently. I mean, standard bench in powerlifting competition for women. I literally don't understand why it's so bad. Oh, I do. You're, you're dopey. <laughs> I do. Because you're a man. Well, to be fair, he said he he was a training freak. Yeah. Well, and not compared to him. He's just saying that in general they're bad. Is he talking about their form? Is he saying they don't work hard enough? What is he getting I, I at, guess David? Not. They they should be working harder to compete with the men. 
Jeez, this guy. Oh, it's infuriating, isn't it? Oh, goodness. Speaking of gyms, I saw this story and I thought of Robbins right away. This was out of the Wall Street Journal. The headline, forget the office, Jim. Welcome to the gym office. You're confused, right? Yeah, what is that? Apparently, there are more gyms encouraging people that work remotely to just stay here at the gym all day and you can work here. We'll have spaces for you, desks set out. Because as the story goes, there are plenty of people that have worked remotely that have enjoyed it, like not having to go into the office, mm-hmm. but they miss the camaraderie, miss being around people. They really don't want to go back to the office per se, but if they could go to the place where they work out and then just stay there and work from there, that would be ideal. And a lot of gyms are starting to accommodate. Well, there'd be zero distraction. Well, that's part of it. The distraction's good because some people like the interaction with other people. So you're, you know, getting through your day and you're getting a lot of work done. Okay. And then for 10 minutes, you're having a conversation with other people. All right. You don't like that? No. Listen, I got to tell you, out of the three of us, if you compiled all of the office chit chat, you know, say through a month, you would dwarf Van Camp and I by at least three hours. Yeah, I probably do talk to yeah. more people than you guys Definitely. do. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you, you've come in the studio late for, for segments because you got caught up in conversation with people. That's true. Yeah. I have. I'll admit it. It's like, I don't know where Scott Robbins went, but he's somewhere in the building. Well, I'm yapping with somebody about something, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, so I bring this story up, and you're like, oh, these people. They want their interaction. Well, no. Isn't that a little hypocritical, Scott? Well, why a gym? I mean, I can see if it's a library or a coffee shop or something, you know. But a gym, I mean, you you got activity going on all the time around you. I don't know how you would concentrate on anything. No, there's different spaces they set apart. Sometimes okay. if it's a big gym, it might be a separate floor right. or a different room where there's just different desks. Usually when somebody like gets out of their lane, when they have a business, they get out of their lane. It works really well. <laughs> I'm just telling it's you like about McDonald's this piece It's like McDonald's starts selling hardware. Why not? People come in here, they need hardware while they're grabbing a burger. You're, you're Mick Impact driver. Yeah, yeah I like right. it. Yeah. You sound like a real innovator there, Scott. We're going to keep this thing in a box. There's no thinking outside this box. I have an innovator. People come in here for hamburgers. We give them hamburgers. We won't have any of your creativity. Hamburgers and snow tires. I mean, we're not doing that. Well, if you're doing it during the workday, the the gym is usually not packed during the standard work hours. So, Well, a lot of times, if you work out at a gym for a while, you get to know the people there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. There is that camaraderie that you so much enjoy. (sighs) Why not? Why not just work three days a week and four hours a day? That's not what they're talking about. A lot of me time and, you know, (laughs) just just work wherever you want to. Strip joints, carnivals, whatever. I don't care. Why not? Hey, you know, we got little workstations. You don't like the gym. I don't have a problem with the gym. I don't care about the gym. I go. You go to a gym you to work gym. out at the gym. Did your doctor tell you you're not getting enough exercise? My doctor always tells me that, yes. <laughs> is that what this is about right now? Should we get on the couch? No, we don't have to get on the couch. I, I, I'm just telling you that anytime you start to venture out into like, hey, we're going to do this, I mean, <laughs> do, one, do it right, man. What's wrong with the KFC method of life? <laughs> Okay, we got to get to a news update coming up in a few. You're killing me, man. (laughs) Oh, there's a study out there. Who says I love you first? 
Oh, well. Is it a man? Interesting. Or a woman? Hmm. Which is it? Well, do you think you know? Maybe we'll even pull this show. This could be really hilarious. All coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, and so does has uh, so has uh, Senator Shorts, Shorts, Shorts. And yeah, so um, we, uh, rough day for Kareem Jean Pierre. Mm-hmm. Even it didn't get any better with her Twitter account, did it? Oh yeah. Uh, we know that, you know, Joe Biden doesn't write his own social media posts because, you know, the social media posts are somewhat coherent most of the time, even yeah. if they're filled with lies. Uh, well, yesterday, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, proved that, well, of course, Joe Biden doesn't write his own stuff. Uh, she tweeted out, investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. <laughs> So Joe Biden is Milli Vanilli. <laughs> the good news is that uh, I guess we've broken another glass ceiling because Joe Biden is the first lesbian of color to be the president. Yeah, who knew? That's her truth. Who are you to question? Wasn't that thing up like 20 minutes before somebody realized yeah. what was going on and they took it down finally? Yeah. Gosh dang. And in other news, uh, Senator Maisie Hirono from Hawaii is a man. Senator Harino, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, for the immediate support of... Yeah, he thanked him. <laughs> so Hawaii is represented by a man named Harino. And Correct. By a guy who apparently has some, had some trouble after a trip to the Golden Corral. <laughs> president <laughs> Shart, or, um, it was uh, uh, Senator Shart. Senator Shartz. Yes. yes. That's correct. <laughs> Keep a scorecard on that one. Wow. Ooh, boy. Hey, man. Everyone's gambled on a fart and lost, you know? Now he, he's known for it. He owns it. Yeah, he's <laughs> Senator Schartz. Here he comes. Boy, oh, boy. I didn't realize oh, Eric Swalwell had been elevated to the Senate. <laughs> okay, who says I love you first, men or women? Ooh, he says men. Really? Yeah. Yes. I would have seen them. Had over 3,000 adults in seven countries mm. fill out these questionnaires pretty much across the board. Wow. Men were more likely to say, I love you first. Yeah, it's just that return, man. You're hoping for the return. Yeah. Because if you don't get it, oh, daddy. What, do you, are you speaking from experience? No, yeah, I was the first one. She'll tell you that. I was, I was absolutely the first one. You're the only one on the show. I know. You guys, neither one of you guys did. You waited. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you listen, man. When you again, that takes a lot. You, your question, you're going through it in your head. How am I going to say this? I want to say it. I mm-hmm. feel this way, but what if I don't get a return? Then where are we? We're screwed. Has it ever happened that you didn't get a return? Um, boy, I don't think I. I very rarely have been the first one to say it. I haven't mm. been in love that many times. God, I really deeply like you. On my journey, I found that I like you. (laughs) (laughs) Practicing for The Bachelor? Yeah, no kidding. That's pretty good. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The 
the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so a lot of people are trying to dunk on Donald Trump right now. Indicted again! Uh-huh. One is a rep from Georgia. What's the story here? Yeah, Georgia Democrat Nikema Williams uh, was celebrating Donald Trump being indicted again, saying, quote, after losing the free and fair election of 2020, the failed former president attempted to disenfranchise Georgia voters because he didn't like the result. That was an assault on our democracy. But in Fulton County, we apply the law equally to everyone, even failed former presidents. Hmm. Now, it's important to note that when she was a state senator, she was arrested for trying to stop the certification of Georgia's governor's election in 2018, claiming it was stolen from Stacey Abrams. The charges against (laughs) her were dismissed. So, no, you don't actually have equal application of the law. Shameless people, man. It is unbelievable. It's just like the audio we heard earlier from Rachel Maddow and Hillary Clinton. Hey, people question the outcome of the safest and most secure election ever. Right. And they parade that out there. How do you know? Yeah. By, by what metric can you say that? I just like you it's just say nonsense. it. nonsense. You just say it into existence. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just say it. It is. Well, that's how yeah. propaganda works. Yeah. You just keep repeating it. People are like, oh, yeah, it was the safest and most secure election ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, it's Monday is supposed to be the day Trump is supposed to have the evidence that, well, there was fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, hey, you don't sound very excited to hear this evidence, David. Well, I mean, I've been hearing that. You know, the storm is coming and the Kraken is going to be unleashed for almost three years now. I don't think anyone's saying Kraken now, are they? Well, I don't know. The Kraken thing got wore out a little bit by Sidney Powell. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, put up or shut up, man. Uh, that, that's, that's really the, the thing. You better, you better be coming with the goods on Monday because otherwise this is just going to get added to the criminal charges you're already facing. There's got to be something, or he wouldn't promote it like this, right? David! I don't know. He was promoting a whole lot of stuff, and look where that's got him now. We'll see what he's got on Monday. As he said, yeah, we're going to have proof that it was a rigged election. Is this going to be a press conference-type format? That's what he says, yeah. So he's going to get out in front of the the, the microphone and all the media, and he's going to unveil whatever it is he has. From Bedminster, yes. Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern. All right. That's what he said yesterday. Mm-hmm. Set your DVRs. So we shall see. Yep. Okay. Um, you have a news update of well, this Democratic swamp creature, John Podesta. Yeah. Well, they're, they're out there today doing a victory lap over the Inflation Reduction Act, there, which didn't reduce inflation and was never designed to reduce inflation. It was a health care and climate change bill. And I'm like, yes. oh, boy, this is coming from all sides because that's what Janet Yellen wrote about in the Wall Street Journal right. today. It, and we thought maybe that's what Biden was talking about yesterday, but she couldn't understand a freaking word he said. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again. Which, yeah, whatever. Well, the infrastructure is. The, I thought yeah. that was the infrastructure bill is what he was what he's re- referring to there. OK, well, John Podesta, he's an advisor with the White House still. He was asked about how the Inflation Reduction Act didn't reduce inflation. And there's quite yeah, a lead up, thing, isn't it? Yeah, the question is it's quite a quite a lead up to his answer, but I just thought the question was it was funny that it was being asked, honestly. 
Okay. Initially, the White House said the Inflation Reduction Act was about bringing down costs for families. Um, a number of economists concluded that the inflation that has come down was not a direct result of the IRA. Going into 2024, where you've said yourselves that voters don't understand everything the president has done, polls <laughs> keep showing that uh, people are broadly unhappy with the president's handling of inflation in particular. And the president has said he wished he didn't call this the Inflation Reduction Act. What should you call it? Well, he said, uh, following that uh, sentiment, because I think it's a complicated bill, uh, that it also has reduced costs. And I think it's very important to note that both on the health care and, as I noted, on the energy side, uh, we've already seen costs coming down. Okay, it's the same nonsense from the energy side. We just found out families are paying over $700 a month more than they were two years ago for the same stuff. Yeah. People aren't dumb. A lot of times they find obscure things, though, they can point to that have come down. In the energy. And and yes. Applesauce is down 10 cents from where it was. You know, just stupid stuff. Yes. Well said. It's You can take a lot of different metrics and make it look any way you want. Well. That's basically what they do. My favorite was the former top economist in the White House, Brian Deese, going out there a couple of years ago and saying, well, if you take out beef, poultry, <laughs> and pork, yeah, grocery price increases are basically along, you know, historical norms. Yeah, if you take That's out right. the things people want to eat to survive, right, then costs are not going up that much. Right. Canned green beans, though, are down two cents right. from where they were. Yeah. Is that dude still on the team? We haven't I think, heard. I think he did left. Nuts, did he take something else? Some he must gig? be because he's. I, no, yeah. I, I think he went back to BlackRock or Vanguard or one of those. Yeah, isn't that the way it goes? Yep. Oh man, speaking of BlackRock, Vanguard, all that crap, it reminds me of this piece I saw in the Federalist. Okay, we had a story the other day that Skittles were pandering by doing their special packaging, saying "Black Trans Lives Matter." Right. You first saw it, you thought, was this a Babylon Bee headline? Is yeah. this a joke? But no, it was real. It was real. Yep. Um, so I see this piece written by B.L. Hahn, the Federalist. Okay, bear with me for a second, because there's some great lines in this piece. Just brutalizing Skittles and Mars, who owns Skittles. Okay, saying a pack of Skittles contains 45 grams of sugar, the equivalent of 11 teaspoons. Okay, I think we all know that, yeah, Skittles is basically sugar. But when he he writes, imagine shoving a spoon into a bag of sugar and eating 11 teaspoons without vomiting. Holy cow. Wow. When you think of it that way, it's totally different. Yeah. And he said, Mars Wrigley, the company that makes Skittles, manages to sell a colorful concoction containing 45 grams of sugar that won't make you vomit. That's the good news. The bad news is that consuming excess amounts will dramatically increase your risk of diabetes, cancer, and other diseases. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, black Americans are 60% more likely than whites to be diagnosed with diabetes. What does this have to do with Skittles? Well, Mars recently released a new version of Skittles with the phrase, Black Trans Lives Matter, on the packaging. Type 2 diabetes is attributable to lifestyle choices and genetics, both of which influence the prevalence of the condition across various demographics. These rational and fact-based explanations make the left squirm 
and offer no opportunity to demonize their political opponents. So they're blaming the differences in diabetes rates on, quote, racism. Right. Yeah, you see this all the time. Yeah. Mars is decidedly a left-wing company, but oddly enough, it isn't the least bit concerned about its sugar-laden products contributing to alarming rates of diabetes among black Americans. Mm-hmm. Goes on to write, When your products are primary contributors to the obesity and diabetes epidemics, you can rightfully point out that nobody's forced to consume candy or unhealthy food. And he writes, as a defender of free markets, I embrace this thinking. But if you sell nutritionally defunct garbage that causes some of your customers to become sick with life-threatening illnesses, what you cannot do is claim to be uniquely virtuous and deeply concerned about the well-being of your customers, especially when your own flawed logic suggests your products are exacerbating so-called health inequities. Which is so true. And of course, there's nothing evil about selling candy. A lot of people enjoy it in moderation. But there is something cynical and evil about playing on the emotions of black Americans by way of racial advertising. As you sell them products, you know to be severely detrimental to their health. I just love the fact he's calling them out on this. And he mentions, oh, like Mars was the company that was so sorry that they had Uncle Ben on the rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they took Uncle off of there, right. just made it Ben's rice. <laughs> All that stuff you look back on now is pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Mars is not alone. You take James Quincy, the CEO of Coca-Cola, who was apparently devastated over Georgia's voting law that passed a couple of years ago, suggesting it was unacceptable and a step backwards. That he believed that requiring a photo ID to vote is unacceptable because according to people like him, Black Americans can't figure out how to get an ID? Because that's what it came down to. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not capable. It's insane. It's racist. So on the other hand, Quincy finds it totally acceptable to sell a product that by his own logic disproportionately affects the health of the very people he claims to care about. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you really wanted to, because uh, I hear it all the time, right? And we hear about food deserts. You yes. know, where where you, you don't have fresh produce available in certain neighborhoods, and that disproportionately affects lower-income black and brown Americans, et cetera. Well, mm-hmm. these woke companies ought to start putting their money where their mouth is, because you can't convince me if they all got together and said, we are not going to stock our products in any store that doesn't <laughs> derive at least 10% of their income from healthy foods. Oh, man, there you go. That would change the dynamic of the so-called food desert, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. But instead, no, they'll put, you know, whatever virtue signaling packaging out there and whatnot. Yes. (laughs) One of the great lines he said was, well, Coke knows who their customers are. um, And they know that black Americans are more likely than white Americans to consume sugary drinks. And they demonstrate their commitment to, quote, racial equity by including only the most wholesome ingredients, such as high fructose corn syrup and caramel color. (laughs) No, they're a joke with all the virtue signaling. I would like to open a store, though, to counteract a health food store called Nutritionally Defunct Garbage, (laughs) just to see if it works. I carry Skittles and Coke and, you know, pork rinds, potato chips, and sure. He mentions Quaker Oats, too. And the whole Aunt Jemima syrup. Oh, God, that one. Yeah. Felt terrible. They were going to do the work and whatever. 
What kept them up at night wasn't the fact that their syrup is nothing more than a lab-created ooze laced with harmful ingredients. Lab-created ooze. Yeah, that's another good one. I got to admit, though, it tastes pretty pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just calling them out. I love that. Uh, boy, we didn't hit this yet. Joe Biden, you know, he spoke yesterday um, in Milwaukee and had the clip where we were trying to figure out what he was when saying. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which yeah. There was another little miscue. Yeah, there was. He didn't get his entrance cue. Yeah, I, I think this actually served as a perfect symbol for the catastrophe that he's brought onto our nation. Uh, Democrat Representative Gwen Moore introduced him, and then this happened. Okay, roll it. President Joe Biden, y'all. Hello. Joe. Where, Joe. Where is he? Joe. Where's he at? Joe. Uh-oh. Hello? Well, I'm a little underwhelmed, aren't you all? I think I messed up. Oh, she took the blame for him. Y'all, please vote for me, okay? Wow. See, that, that is internalized racism. That is yet another example of a black woman accepting blame for the screw-up of a white rich man. So well said, Way David. to turn that one around, David. Mm. Nice. Good job. I appreciate yeah. that. I think she had it and should have stopped it. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of said it all. Yep. Didn't it? Uh-oh. Where's Joe? Mm, not quite sure. Hey, Chicago's got a new idea about what to do with uh, all the illegal immigrants in that, in that city. We'll get to that in the news update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you guys happen to see Wall Street Journal had a story. I've seen it a few other places. There's an uptick in homelessness. And it's not talking about just, you know, drug addicts and people that want to be homeless. It's that, okay, they can't afford rent. And all of a sudden, they're on the street. Uh Sometimes it's families. You're like, how in the world is that happening? And you're seeing it out in New York. And you're like, wait a second. They're putting people that are here illegally up in hotels. Yeah. How does this make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. I see this story out of Chicago. Mayor there, Brandon Johnson, who's actually, I think it's fair to say, left of Lori Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he is. Yeah. So the city has had conversations with some suburban leaders in Cook and other counties about the possibility of moving some of the illegal immigrants to those places. Now, he says it's it's going good because you've had thousands of families get into Chicago, and they've, well, been placed in staying in some police stations, YMCA's, Daily College. But Johnson said, we've had conversations with mayors across not just Cook County, but the surrounding counties, and we've had tremendous feedback. We see some real support on the horizon. Not quite sure what that means. Yeah, again, why would I do that? If I'm the mayor, I'm going to say, why would I do that? Of these other cities? Yeah, why would I do that? Great question. I mean, why? Give me a reason why. What's in it for me? What's in it for my community? The goodness of your heart. The Statue of Liberty will weep. Maybe you, you shouldn't don't. have been waving a flag, calling yourself a sanctuary city, jackass. Maybe that was the time. Yeah. But no, I'm, why would, I'm, not, I'm not doing this, no. Uh, Johnson said, we're looking forward in the days to come that these collaborative efforts that we've been organizing will begin to see some dynamic uh, come to fruition. Yeah, okay. Okay. So then they talk in this story to Maggie Rivera of the Illinois Migrant Council. 
She said, well, there would be some challenges in the suburbs, you know, bring them where we have no public transportation other than, you know, the metro that runs to Chicago. That'd be something that would have to be strategized. She did say, I've heard from a lot of families, too, uh, in the shelters where we're at, they're always complaining about not getting enough food. Need some help there. Mm-hmm. And there are families that have teenagers or growing kids. That's always going to be an issue. I understand, but I'm also thinking about the other story I just saw where you got these people that are United States citizens or homeless, they nowhere to go. You, know, you have people here illegally staying in hotels and whatnot and saying that there ain't enough food. Something seems a little freaking backwards. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you think there's not enough food in America? Okay, well then you should probably go back to Ecuador, right? It's just crazy what we're seeing, and again, none of this stops until you secure the border, but they refuse to do it, and it's just an ongoing problem. I don't know when that's going to stop until, well, Biden's out of office, I guess. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day. Uh, Biggest story of the day, I guess, is the continuing fallout from uh, the fourth indictment of Donald Trump, including now reporting from a, well, actually, it's from an ally of Rudy Giuliani, who says, hey, you know, all these people who are being indicted never got paid for their work from the Trump organization. What? Yeah, apparently there was a handshake agreement with Rudy Giuliani in exchange for his services. They would give him the Trump Organization, which raised like $250 million right after the election, that there was a handshake agreement that he would be paid for that work. He never got paid for that work. Oh. So when the hair dye went down, Trump's like, uh-uh, That's why not paying for that. He was, he was using discount hair dye because he wasn't getting his per diem. <laughs> The Robins drive back to straight ahead. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennium. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, we were just talking about Chicago and the illegal immigrant problem they have there, and they're talking about the suburbs. It needs some coordination with the suburbs. I just happened to see this update. Is this Daily Caller? Yeah, it's Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, (laughs) is accusing the New York City Mayor Eric Adams of not communicating or coordinating with the state over their ongoing (laughs) illegal immigrant crisis. Grab the popcorn, man. This is going to be good. Here we go. This is going to be good. That's the thing, man. You have some of the most vindictive politicians in the country in that part of the country. And, boy, when, when, when it turns out all of their whole sanctuary status nonsense... When, when they're actually called upon to act on it, uh, they're not prepared for it. Nope. And then the knives come out. Get this. Hochul's legal team accused Eric Adams of busing migrants, that would be illegal aliens, with little or no notice to the suburbs yeah. and refusing some state assistance, including shelter resources. This is all according to Politico. It uh, got a hold of the letter just this morning. So the city there has had to care for eh, roughly 100,000 people here illegally. Thank you, Greg Abbott. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the state's new council said the state has provided and will continue to provide an unprecedented level of assistance to the city and to develop dynamic strategies 
to support the city in meeting its legal obligations and handling this crisis effectively. Cow. What a load that is. Isn't it? Dynamic strategy. <laughs> right, exactly. What is that exactly? It's just nonsense. Putting tents up on soccer fields? Right. Words. Yeah. Another dynamic strategy? Mm-hmm. Dynamic strategies sounds like one of Hunter Biden's shell company names, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Dynamic strategies, LLC. Okay. Story goes on. Adams requested more support from the state and federal government. And I remember talking about this. Um, that was at a press conference on August 9th saying we've been left to pick up the pieces of a broken immigration system, one that's projected to cost our city $12 billion over the course of three fiscal years without policy changes and further support from the state and federal governments. Yeah, dude. That's what a lot of us have been saying for months. Years. So, wow. Hochul's not going to take that laying down. He's a terrible mayor. She's a terrible governor. Kind of goes together with yeah, it really does. Blue states and well, they voted major for American cities. Yeah, they keep they, voting for them. Yes, they do, which is amazing. What's the tipping point? There's always got to be a tipping point, isn't there? Well, you think so? Yeah. At some point in time. All right, you ready for your three? Sure. All right, let's do it. Roll it up. Are you ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I think Casey's ready. I'm ready. Yep. Okay. Three. Number three, the yeah. Fulton County, Georgia, Fulton County clerk claimed she was practicing when she jumped the gun on posting Trump's indictment. Yes, they they do a dry run just to make sure everything's uh-huh. working. That's all that was. That was no big deal. Took it down immediately. Just wanted to make sure it worked. Then why was it Donald J. Trump? Why wasn't it John Doe? Why wasn't it a, a cartoon that yeah. you put up there? I mean, if you're going to practice, you're just practicing to see if it's working, correct? <laughs> right. What a bunch of garbage this is. God, they just throw this stuff out there, and we all just nod our heads. Okay. It was it was just, they were just practicing. I was just in the cage. No big deal. God dang. Makes me Like nuts. they never do any other updates? Right. right. Exactly. Well, but if you got a test run, you just run some something, right? I mean, if you're just testing it to see if it's working... Why did you have Don? Why did John Doe? Well, in, in fairness, they just got the internet in Fulton County. Yeah, they were discriminated yeah. against for years. <laughs> They're an internet desert. <laughs> Gosh, dang it! Why are you getting so mad? Because I mean, it's they. I mean, these they just create these stories and they throw it out there, and everybody just nods their head. Okay, Scott, what? We're talking practice. We're talking about practice, <laughs> not a game, not a game, not a game. No, we're talking about. Practice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody needs practice. You know that. <laughs> yeah. God dang. Yes. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> it's to almost number like, one. It's almost like they knew that all these indictments <laughs> were coming down ahead of time. Scott Robbins trifecta top three yeah. today up to number up to number two. Thank you, Thank Casey. you Casey. Number two, uh, funeral home director's license was revoked, and it sounds like for good reason. God, this story is creepy, man. The licenses of Southern Indiana Funeral Home and its director have been revoked following an investigation that found 31 decomposing bodies and 17 cremated rites being stored at the facility. Oh, You got all that? Gosh dang it! 
Man. What? You're freaked out. Yeah, I, I am a little bit because body this, this happens from time to time. You hear them stashing these bodies somewhere, and they find them, and they're in various states of decomposition. Gosh dang it. Yeah, I think Casey knows something about that, too. Yeah. yeah he does. They stole his body. It wasn't he, like, being transported his dead body different places? Well, they took him to, like, France or something, <laughs> <Yes>. didn't they? <laughs> right, yeah. They put him in the overhead, stashed him there, and took him to France. <laughs> actually, put him in the overhead. One, one day we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll tell the story of how Scott heroically uh, <laughs> saved his soul, though, and brought him onto this show. Yes. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I mean, you just trust people to do the right thing. I know. This is, yeah, you know, it's a troubling and it's story. Just, when you read it, you go, holy smokes, man. Yeah, uh, agreed. Now, on with the countdown. What are they going to do with all these bodies, by the way? What was the plan? Harvesting organs? I don't know. Sky Roberts, trifecta, top three okay. of the day, up to number yeah. one. Number one, a power outage in New Jersey was caused by something unusual, you're telling me. Boy, bizarro world this is. Uh, the power outage was caused by a fish. It occurred Saturday. According to police, they speculate that a bird of prey had a fish in its mouth, dropped the fish, and a power outage happens. Wow. The hypothesis is the bird dropped it. It just landed perfectly, destroyed the transformer. It went boom on the transformer. Fish. So <laughs> the police department issued a uh, artist's sketch of the suspect. It's a picture of a bird in a tree. <laughs> I laughed my head off at that. Oh, man. Today's power outage was a major inconvenience for many of our residents. Please let us not forget the victim in this senseless death, Gilligan, was a hardworking family fish. <laughs> and there you have it. Reminds me of that hawk that had the snake and it dropped the snake, they think. It landed on the woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrapped itself around her arm. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You know what the odds are of dropping a fish from the sky and it landing on a transformer? I mean, I it's got to be astronomical, right? I would say so. Maybe maybe the birds were having a fish fry, you know? <laughs> well, it's done. It's ready to go. <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh, you know what? We talked about this a little bit yesterday when you were out, David. I don't know if you've heard this. Michael Orr. Sorry, this is so well, the blind side. Yeah, really, this is really sad. Yes, it really is. So, and, and he's saying, "Hey, wait a second. They they said I was adopted. I wasn't adopted. It was a conservatorship, and there's all this money that I should have." Yeah. And then you got a spokesperson from the family, one of the kids, saying, no, "That's not true. We knew that back in 2020." Yeah. And you're not quite sure what to believe in this whole story. Yeah. You know, the Blind Side was a popular movie. There are some people out there saying, Sandra Bullock should give back her Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Leave her alone, okay? She's an actress. She's playing a part. It's yeah. just that sort of nonsense. Um, but you wonder, you know, what what is this really all about? And you're not quite sure. Man, Jason Whitlock... I've been a fan of Jason's for a long time. He had some hot takes on this. Yeah, he went nuts. Well, you you read it to me yesterday. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I mean, this is all sad, but he owes this family something. They gave him stability. Yeah. You think he would have overcome everything had they not been in his life? No. 
Yeah, you, you hate to see, and I don't know what really happened behind the scenes, and if they took advantage of him, uh, then yeah, that's bad. But yeah, at the same time, man, it's just it, it it's ugly that it spills over into the public like this. Yes, no doubt about it. Well, what part of what Whitlock wrote was, you know, now saying what Michael Orr is doing to the Dewey family is despicable. He's telling an obvious lie that he knows most of the media will be too afraid to question because of the racial dynamics involved here. Mm-hmm. Him being, of course, black and the family's white. But the media is lazy. It's easier to repeat Orr's allegations than to question or research the legitimacy of them. He said it's also easier just to feel sorry for Orr. I understand that. He's broken. The first 15 years of his life are a tragedy. That's not my opinion. Read his book. Oh, yeah. His mother was addicted to crack cocaine and birthed a dozen children with a variety of men. Or and his siblings would routinely come home and find the door locked. Their mother nowhere to be found. She would disappear for days ingesting cocaine with her friends. Her kids as young as 14 months would be left locked out of their apartment, forced to beg for food and a couch to sleep on. This was a regular pattern. Golly. Isn't that awful? Yeah, it is awful. And, and it was when, portrayed and when, pretty accurately in the movie. When Whitlock says that type of neglect causes lifelong trauma, I think that's true. Yeah, oh yeah. Or met his father but had no relationship with him. His grandmother hated him. State sh- social workers eventually intervened. Or moved from foster home to foster home, school to school, from one friend's couch to the next. Yep. At the time of his 2011 book and after being dissatisfied with his portrayal in The Blind Side... Or reached the conclusion that he wasn't getting nearly enough credit for his rags to NFL Rich's story. So he wrote in I Beat the Odds that at age seven he watched Michael Jordan, you know, beat the Phoenix Suns in the 93 NBA Finals and crafted a plan to become a professional athlete. What Whitlock's point is to say, or now once credit, he gets that. He wants to be the star and hero of his own movie. Most people do. But he lacks self-awareness, humility, and quite possibly intelligence. Making $34 million as an average professional athlete will certainly create some delusion. You think about it that yeah. way, yeah, there's probably some truth there, too. But man, asking the question, would he have made it through everything without the family? I don't know, man. You just hate to see the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing to indicate he would have. I mean, he was headed down the road of of awful. I mean, he couldn't read. They they gave him a tutor. I mean, he doesn't deny any of this. Well, yeah. I mean, this is Red all Lock part said, of it. They provided the stable home where a tutor could come work with him every day so he could catch up academically. Yeah, because he was way behind academically, yeah. Yes. Said, But he's so arrogant and delusional that he believes his natural intellect would have been developed regardless of circumstance? Yeah. That's a naive worldview, and I think that's probably true. I think somebody feeds his head full of stuff, too, people that that surround him, you know? It it does. That happens a lot. That's sad. Okay. Enough on that. Something else we need to get to. Have you seen this going around, people online, talking about, okay, if there was one historical event that you could visit in time travel, what would you pick? Think about that for a second. Wow. Okay. Should we grade these answers? No, you can't grade it. It's just opinions, what you'd like to do. Need to get to that, a news update, and Nimrod's in the news. All straight ahead right here. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, they're having a big old hootenanny at the White House today about the, I guess, one-year anniversary of the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which... Yeah, I know. It's a party. They're throwing a shindig. Why? Because it's working, David. It's it's not working, though. <laughs> and it, and they've even admitted it's wow. not designed to do anything about inflation. I have no idea. They've been trying to convince people it's so great right now, and he's the one that should be getting the credit for all this. I don't understand. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which... Yeah, I mean, it helped everybody. Whatever. I'm still waiting for my infrastructure check. I know. You'll be waiting for a while. I know. Okay, I mentioned this. It's making the rounds. Um, Top historical events that we would visit if we could time travel. Let me tell you what people said first, because sure. this uh, poll yeah. was in America, 2,000 people. First place a tie between ancient Egypt and the American Revolution. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Some people said ancient Greece, the Viking Age, Italy during the Renaissance, Europe during World War II, Normandy <laughs> on D-Day. I, I think people are thinking, well, I can't die. Right. Okay. I was going to say, because all of those sound like very deadly options. Yeah. Yes. Did you come up with anything? Scott? Uh, well, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, I would have liked to have been in the room when the Beatles were formed. Um, I would have liked to have been been in the room with Harry Truman when he decided to end World War II. Interesting. David? Uh, I'd like to go back to the day that Alec Baldwin killed that lady. Oh, boy. Golly. Well, I hadn't thought about that. But you. Where are you going, Markley? The resurrection. Tells you everything you need to know. Wow, you know, that's a great answer. That's a really good answer. Then you know everything. Yeah, okay. I'm going to leave the Beatles in and get to the resurrection with you. I'm going. <laughs> I'll stay with Alec Baldwin. I kind of want to see got, You've got the Jesus angle covered. I'm I'm sticking with trying yeah. to prevent Alec yeah. Baldwin from killing a lady. I still want to be in the room with Harry Truman, but I'd also like to see the resurrection. That would be something, man. Wow. Before Cable, too. I'll let you explain yeah. to the Lord about how you picked John Lennon over him. See, I, I, <laughs> anyway, I it's time for Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. So John Lennon thinks he's bigger than me. I'm guessing that's what's going to be said. Anyway. There you go. That's Nimrod's in the news. I'll be right on the edge, too. <laughs> of making it or not making it. That'll be the thing that tips the scales. I don't think okay, go see John Lennon. Bye. Also angry that you interrupted Nimrod's in the news. Sorry. Real quick, American tourists stayed all night at the Eiffel Tower. You can't do that. <laughs> they were wasted. But they're trying to figure out exactly what are they going to do. Are they going to keep him in jail? Doubtful. That's Nimrod's in the news.